I'm Yana. And I'm Amore. And you're listening to The Black Experience. Hi, guys. This is President Brianna. Vice President Tara. And Secretary Hillary. All right, guys. So today is our love theme podcast. Um, and we have two special guests with us. You've heard this person before, which is Amore. She was on one of our first podcasts about you know, the Black Lives Matter um, earlier or March of 2020. And we have a new guest, Deanna. Mm. She's here with us. So tell us about yourself, who you are, what do you do on your campus if you go to college? Yeah. Okay. So my name is Deanna. I go by Yana. I am a senior at UMass Dartmouth. I am a fourth-year psychology and health and society double major with a minor in Black Studies, and I am president of House of Deliberations on my campus. All right. We love to see Black women and Black people, you know, in leadership positions wherever they go to school. Of course. Yeah. So we have an event this Friday. It's a Valentine's event. We're going to be making mocktails. We're going to be playing a game called Truth or Bean. It's like Truth or Drink, except we're going to be using like Bean Boozled. It's going to be mad fun. Um, we're going to have some couples playing. And a paint and sip. And a paint and sip. How could I forget? Thank you. Let's start this off just by talking about Black love. Let's just start off with something like general. Some people say that like Black love's changed. What do y'all think about that statement? I personally feel like black love definitely isn't the same because of like the modernized version of like what black love is supposed to be. That's me though. Like, yeah, I feel like our concept of love nowadays is shifted and it's not even just like hookup culture and stuff like that. It's genuinely like the platforms that we choose to label as like orienting around black love like just the people that we idolize and all the other stuff has completely shifted what black love looks like exactly i also feel like you know there's this big conversation in the black community about how black men like treat black women so you know i already have like a personal opinion on that but i feel like it is harder for you know obviously we don't see that many like black couples so i feel like when people do see black couples it's like oh black love i love black love but it's kind of like let's talk about you know the way black men speak about black women so like it doesn't help with like colorism and all that stuff like we're fighting between Mm -hmm. our like inside of our own communities like it's just it's frustrating and then a lot of I've really, like, really realized recently a lot of black men, or I wouldn't call them men, but black boys, <laughs> <laughs> starting to just, like, deteriorate black women. And I personally, I recently had posted something on, on Instagram recently about the woman that got attacked for saying no to the mm. man that, like, offered to buy her alcohol. And some guy really just DM'd me and was like, oh, Black women aren't becoming independent because of this. They're, they're just sluts and they just want to get money and they just need money mm. for birth. Like, like I was like, what in the world? Like, the fact that he identified black women as just sluts, like, that was the first thing he said. And it just annoyed me so much. And you're finding that this is really what a lot of black 
boys are thinking. Mm-hmm. It's really frustrating. And it's like a lot of the black women, even though we're being treated like this, we still choose black men. Why? But yeah, it's just frustrating because even though we're being treated like this, you know, we still choose to like go for it. It's like I feel like we're kind of stuck in a loop as well. And how do mm-hmm. you get out of that? And then it's also hard because I also feel like black women are the most hated out of all Absolutely. races. So it's like we're gonna get treated like this by everyone. So where do we fit in? It's so ingrained in all cultures to like date people like you and like marry people like yeah. you. So I feel like once, you know, those barriers are broken, then it'll be easier to like I don't know, like just to get the love that you deserve. You know what yeah. I mean? Cause like even like in the Hispanic community, like they're like you have to date another Hispanic person, you need to marry another Hispanic person and like vice versa. So I feel like once the world becomes more open to, you know, that reality that like anyone we're all humans, like love is love, then it's like a different story. And I'm not saying like black love is like not it, but like you know what I mean? I don't know. It's it's understandable. It's just me. Yeah. I mean, honestly, for the longest, I was not attracted to Black um, men. And it was kind of because of this. Like, I I dealt with this a little bit, but, like, not to the extent that it is now. And I always found myself more, like, attracted to other races. And only now, when I'm in college, I'm finding myself that I'm no, like, I'm attracted to Black men again. And it's like, I can't find out, like, I can't figure out where I belong because I'm getting treated the same way by everyone. It's mm-hmm. like, what, <laughs> you know, kind of makes you just want to give mm-hmm. up. Like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to deal with this. Yeah, I'm not with y'all on this because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe I used to dip and dabble in the colonizers, but like, I don't know, like, oh. that's not really my speed. And dabble. <laughs> Just a little bit more than dribbling and dabbling, baby. All right, baby. <laughs> All right, maybe more than dribble, dabble. Uh-huh. But now I don't know. I've seen the error in my ways, and I'm just not interested in what white men are selling anymore. Mm. I just I can't do it. I can't be Pocahontas. Um, oh my god, this is Pocahontas. So that's why, like this, this idea of like black love is, I don't know, interest interesting to me. Because I'm only interested in black love, yeah. so I feel like me, I never dibbled and dabbled in uh, any colonizers' fruit. That's just me. <laughs> but I can definitely say that now, seeing as how black men devalue us, especially dark skinned women, because I always gotta stick up for my black, my dark skinned women. Because at the end of the day, like if black women are the most hated, but dark skinned women will always be more hated than exactly. the rest. So, especially seeing that, because me as a light-skinned woman, if I'm going to date you as a black man, I ask you first and foremost, do you date black women? Do you date dark-skinned women? If the answer is no to either of those questions, we cannot proceed. And I make that a factor because it's like, 
That means you don't even like your own mom. I can't do that. No. <laughs> you don't respect nobody. You can't even respect yourself. You was born and raised by a black woman. So what do I look like entertaining somebody that don't even like black women? And I feel like we are also, well, not all of us, but black men specifically are stuck in this preference culture that isn't really a preference. It's more of a mm-hmm. fetishization of themselves. Mm-hmm. So I try to stay, I just shy away from all men in general because it's like, you don't know what you're going to get. It don't matter if he's white, black, Indian, Asian, whatever. You you might get trash. You just got to pick the right type of garbage. And I'm not doing that shit right now. <laughs> it's it's so true. I feel like for me, I feel, I feel like for any woman in general, a lot of things are like subconsciously what happened to them or like the trauma they face as a child can like shift their perspective on men. Um, I'm not trying to be, you know, emotional and deep, but over quarantine, like I realized, like I had like an emotional trauma from one of my family members who is like a black man. So I feel like, you know, I shy away from pursuing black men because of what happened to me as a kid. So it's like subconsciously, I think, oh, black men are like my brothers they're my uncles, you know, so I can't see them romantically in that way I hope that changes you know I hope I can like you know deal with this trauma but at the moment it's like you know I don't see myself with a black man and even my family's like I I know you're not gonna marry like a black person so I'm like who knows we'll see so but I mean I came from two black people you know, I, I'm I'm not saying I hate mm, black men. Yeah. It's just, you know, and even like in college, like relationship, not even relationships, but like friendships mm. with black men, like they can be your friend and they can treat you so dirty mm-hmm. and grimy and like treat mm. you like shit, explicit language. <laughs> sorry, but it's just like, damn, you're not making it easier for me to like yeah. deal with this shit. But I salute all women who deal with men in general, because. I don't know. Men are weird. Yeah. They lack some common sense. But, you know but well, yeah. they just common sense. <laughs> I just feel like I, black men ruined it for themselves. I'm not even going to hold you. That yeah. sounds crazy, but they really ruined it for themselves. Mm-hmm. Ex- especially college black men. Like, I don't know. Uh. I don't know if it was a criteria to lose all your common sense before you got there, but it seems like <laughs> all of them did it. And that's why dating, I feel like, for college women especially, is extremely tough, especially as a black woman, because it's like, it's either you're fetishized or... So we lost Yana, so I'm just going to shift into the questions. What's really funny is that just by talking, we already answered the top most answered questions. I mean, really, everybody was asking um, thoughts on interracial relationships. Like, that was like... The number one question that we got. Let me not answer. <laughs> I won't answer. We know you're not. <laughs> listen, listen. I am down with the swirl, okay? Lord. It don't matter if it's white, God brown, you know, little tan, <laughs> black. Hey I'm so serious. Like, I think it's just, I just love love and whoever gives it to you completely, you know, without that toxicity yeah. why should it matter what their color i could call this skin agree. is i'm just being honest i completely agree 
Um, I uh, respect interracial relationships because, and I'm going to tell you why, because people had to fight so hard for them. Mm. Um, like, it's a whole, like, mm-hmm. court case, like, Loving v. Virginia, a Supreme Court case for interracial um, relationships to be, like, legal in the U.S., like, before you could get arrested for miscegenation and, like, you you couldn't even live like you could live together but you couldn't get married like there were so many rules so i do like respect interracial relationships because i mean at the end of the day i'm i'm a christian so i believe that you know all of my brothers are my brothers in christ you know mm-hmm. um regardless of whatever color they are i just i personally wouldn't i just couldn't do it because there are just like there are levels and i feel like there'd just mm-hmm. be a lot of disconnect for me um and i'm already like i don't know what what they say like alt black or whatever <laughs> like oh I'm my already, god like, i can't stand you <laughs> i'm already like outside of the culture bro and for me to go and like date a white boy and be no thanks girl i don't know i have opinions about if you can participate not participate if you can be in interracial relationships but still support black love if that makes sense I hear that. I think you can. I think it's possible, but I feel like it's kind of like a contradiction because it's like the whole point of black love is to see it's a love on black people and to prosper other black people and to keep progressing black people as a whole. So I don't know if participating in interracial relationships is like supporting yourself as a black person or supporting black love as a whole. I don't know. That's just me. I support them and I see them because I see you can't you can't choose who you love based off of the skin tone, but so. So the second question kind of like ties into this. So the question is, how can white men be more racially sensitive in interracial relationships? Um, I'd say the same way that you become an ally, mm-hmm. like educate yourself. And not, you know, not all black people have the same culture. So if you know that your significant other, you know, has a particular culture that they embrace, definitely learn, you know, what happens in that culture. But definitely don't be like a culture vulture and like try to speak their language. Well, I mean, you know what I hate? I hate when like white people find out you're Jamaican or something. They're like, oh, wah, wah. And it's like, please stop. Don't do that. Don't, don't do that but I just feel like understanding like your partner's like mm-hmm. oppression and like how systematic racism like affects them but also yeah. knowing your own privilege <laughs> you know and understanding how people might view your relationship you know because at the end of the day your skin color mm-hmm. is your privilege so use that if anything were to happen and honestly, I feel like it really just depends on the specific person. Like, I can't really say for all white men, but, like, the person that you're yeah. with, whether they're willing to do that or not. All right. So the next question is, do you think experience in relationships will help you to achieve a perfect or at least extremely helpful, no, healthy relationship? Basically, do you think experience um, will help you? achieve a healthy relationship 
experience like what like sexually or the person put experience in quotation marks so i don't know like i guess i don't know if that's like past relationship experience i feel like that's what it means just like past relationships i mean i've never been in like a committed relationship like i've dealt with men that's what i see it as but i've never like said oh this is my boyfriend so i don't know i feel like in any relationships that you have whether it be romantically or like platonically you learn how to deal with people so I feel like either way you'll kind of understand but everyone's different you know everyone's personalities are different so as you build that relationship you'll be gaining experience I completely agree I feel like it's a in a no kind of thing it depends on the person you know some people don't necessarily have to deal with things to like understand things so I feel like some people might not have to have a lot of relationships to understand how to build up a new and healthy one. And some people might need to go through that to figure out how it works. But Yeah, because you can have like hella healthy relationships in the past yeah. and then you get into a toxic one and you don't even know like what to do. So it's definitely yeah. a yes and a no. You don't have to have experience in a relationship to, you know, know the things you should and shouldn't do when you actually get into a relationship and, you know, past experiences, past experiences can also help you in a committed relationship. So for me, it kind of goes both ways, but it all depends, yeah, on, like, your partner, like, the person. Like, if they just don't seem to understand, you know, where you're coming from, whether you've been in a committed relationship or not, it's it's uh it's gonna be complicated. Why don't women ever want to be the one to get the dice rolling in a relationship? It's embarrassing. Period. I'm sorry. I I don't know. I have like self esteem issues and like I'm not confident when it comes to men. And I feel like a lot of men send mixed mm-hmm. signals. So it's like you can be like, oh, I think he likes me, and then you shoot your shot. And it's like, oh, I don't like you like that. How um, embarrassing. <laughs> That's so scary. Personally, <laughs> for me, I don't really have a problem starting it. But, um, of course, I'm going to be paying attention to how they react or, like, actions. And from there, kind of go on whether I should continue or not. But it can be embarrassing, like um, mm-hmm. Rita said, if, you know, you read them wrong. You would never know until you mm-hmm. try, so oh my God. you might as well just try. I'm not, I don't know, maybe this is a misconception, but I feel like women are very forward, so you'll know if they like you, and like, or if they don't, and I feel like men are so true. hard to read, mm-hmm. that it's like, you don't know what they're thinking, if they like you, if they just want to have sex with you. If they want to relate, like, it's hard. So I feel like for me personally, I'd rather the man take initiative just to, like, be secure in myself, you know, like, not to get hurt. Because if I was to hit up everybody I liked, I would get severely disappointed. <laughs> okay? I would be so sad for, like, two weeks. Yeah, I agree. So. Um, but my only thing is, like, you know, some guys actually feel that way too and they won't take the initiative just because they've mm. been hurt as well and they don't want to like make a fool out of themselves and there's one thing 
guys have the biggest egos. So they're not necessarily going to try first sometimes just because, you know, they don't want to look stupid. So you got to, like, look at it as both perspectives. Yes. Communication is key. Yeah. Yes. Just be well, honest with me. Here's, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though, right? Um, I know feminists mm-hmm. have been really working hard for this whole equality thing. Go you, feminists. <laughs> um, but, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not rolling no dice with nobody. Because any time I like show a guy I'm into him or whatever, oh, then I'm thirsty. Mm. Oh, then I'm coming mm, on strong. Yeah. Oh, then I'm like weird or whatever. Mm. So no, thank you. <laughs> like, if you give me energy, I'll match it. But don't expect mm. me to look dumb trying to come after you. And then you're gonna do what? Screenshot our text and send it to the boys group chat? I don't want that. See, that's what I mean. Oh my god. Guys just have the biggest egos. And honestly, if you were like, just like innocently, you know, trying to express how you feel about some guy and they're like, oh, you're thirsty, that's their own insecurities playing off on you. That's not even like, ugh. It's just annoying. And I feel like, especially for black women, maybe, you know, maybe a lot of like other women are okay with taking the initiative, but I feel like for black women, you know, like we were talking before, like we're already like yeah. hated. We already have to ask, you know, men of color if they're interested in black women. So it's harder for us to take that initiative in case, you know, we look stupid. Not stupid, but like we just get shot down because yeah. we're black yeah. women. You know what I mean? So it's it's much more safe. It's a safer option for black women to wait for men to be more initiative. Because it makes us be like, okay, like, you know, he actually likes my, hopefully, he likes my personality and likes who I am as a person Mm -hmm. besides the color of my skin. That's how I see it. So another uh, hot take, I guess, is college relationships never work. I've never been in a relationship (laughs) here, so... That is that is not a question um, for me. Like, this is another thing where it depends on the person. I can't say overall, like, college relationships don't work. If the person that you're talking to generally is at a stage in their life where they want a relationship, they're able to stay in a relationship, a healthy one, that's what they're looking for, then you can have a relationship. Like, yes. At any point. I know a lot of people come into college freshman year thinking well this is the year you know i'm about to just pull around i'm gonna mess with everybody and then some people oh my god come in like thinking you know if i'm gonna be with someone i'm gonna be in a relationship like i'm not here to play around it really just depends on the person themselves um i'm gonna be real with you me personally my parents are paying thousands of dollars and they are not paying thousands of dollars for me to talk (laughs) be in a relationship please um that's me personally mm-hmm. but i was also on the outside looking in of like a lot of college relationships and i'm gonna be very careful with my words here because i know my friends are listening <laughs> but like sometimes i feel like freshman year you just gotta like first semester freshman year is too early mm. it's too early you don't even know yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> don't call me out because first semester freshman year i was like i'm gonna be with this person forever like this is the one <laughs> ew I'm, brianna I'm who 
has so much potential to be volatile. Yeah. One, two, clingy, right? You just got someone. You don't know nobody. And now you have this boy that you're following around everywhere. What, what time did you have to make friends? Oh, you my know? God. Like, I don't know, bro. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. do what they want. But I think what Maury said had a lot of value to it. Like, you just got to, like, if you're ready, then you're ready. If the person's ready, then you're ready. If you're not, though, like, if you're, because, like, freshman, first semester freshman year of college, that's just high school, except you don't Exactly. <laughs> so all this no, for real. is, like, 24-7 in, a, like, a drama yeah. factory. So, you gotta be careful. It's true. Because freshman year, it's, like, you guys are already freshmen, so you're closer to freshmen. Mm-hmm. Like, you've never met a sophomore or junior or senior. So, like, that oh, little, especially at MCLA, so that little freshman class mm-hmm. is, a, like, a high school class. So y'all know everyone's business. Y'all know who's who. Y'all know who's kissing who. Y'all know who went to whose room. Like, you know, it's very invasive. And relationships should be like have a mix between like what's private and what's public. And freshman year, it's all public. So this person said, prolonged text. Would they be interested if they reply like once or twice a day? Oh no. (laughs) No. And that's yeah what does that mean what does that mean it sounds like i think it means go ahead no go it ahead sounds like they're basically saying you're texting someone and they barely reply to you <sighs> oh my god yeah I'm they're not interested no. or maybe they're just bad at texting but for me i like when you're like giving me the same energy just if they're not giving you the energy you're giving they're not interested if you see yourself like texting like twenty four seven and they're like yeah cool, Mm-mm. but if they're giving that same energy, mm-hmm. yeah, they like talk to me. They like you. That's in the words of it. Canadian rapper Drake Aubrey, Aubrey Graham. Make time for the people that we want. That, exactly. That's all I gotta say. If he's not making time for you, sis, move on. They would. Exactly. If they wanted to, they would. So, and if they're not, mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh my this one is another popular one. Got multiple people asking this. Do you believe being submissive is a part of being in a relationship? No. I, For like women? I, I don't know. Anyone, I guess. I feel like two people have to be mm-hmm. both submissive and dominant. So, um, for me, I am very dominant outside of a room. Okay, wink, wink. I'm very dominant. Like I, I like, <laughs> I like things to go my way. I like doing this, blah blah blah, right? And I, I want someone who can just like, all right, whatever, dude, you do you. But in a particular room, I like to be submissive, like take control. So I feel like you have to just see that balance, cause yeah. I'm not going to be submissive 24 yeah, 7. That's I not who I am. Definitely, there needs to be a balance. Um, I noticed a lot, like a lot more guys recently are just looking for really submissive females to just do whatever they want whenever at all times. And it's just like, no. No. It's just like, I know I'm definitely more of a dominant person. Um, and just in all areas. So. I personally could not, and I don't mm-hmm. necessarily think that I need to. <laughs> mm. 
I feel like you just have to find the balance. Either you're dominant and she's submissive, or you're submissive, she's dominant, or this 50-50 dominance, yes. 50-50 submissiveness. I think um, popular culture, and I'm gonna get a little, I'm gonna get a little permission to get a little biblical for a bit, <laughs> but I think popular culture has a very skewed definition of submission, mm. right? So, I think when we talk about relationships and about submission, like the Bible says, let's see, um, Ephesians 5, verse 22, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord, right? Mm. So, I feel like modern culture is going to look at that and be like, oh, that means lay down and let this man steamroll me. <laughs> no, ma'am. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> no, ma'am. Best believe that's not what God was saying. I think, like, there was, my friend was talking about Eileen, my friend Eileen, she was on the podcast, um, episode seven, I think, Housewives and Doctors. Um, she said to me, like, if you are a boss in your field, right, like, you're a boss woman, you're a boss lady, you're out there, you're, like, you're grinding. When you come home, you don't want to have to dominate mm-hmm. that place, too, because you already dominate in the work field. When you come mm-hmm. home, you want to sit back and be like, okay. You know, like, mm-hmm. I'm ready for, you know, my husband to take charge so that I don't have to, mm-hmm. you know, so that I'm not mm-hmm. burdened with having to be dominant in this field. And that's what I think, you know, like, I have, like, traditional values, so I kind of see, like, the man is the head of the household and stuff like that. But that does not mean that, like, if you're submissive, you don't have a say. That's, that's just my view mm-hmm. on things. It is. And that's valid. But everybody's different, you know? Yeah, I feel like that's the one thing. It's like everyone is so different that everyone has different opinions, different answers. So it's like it's hard to be like, yeah. oh, this is the right answer because there is no right answer. Everything that we say is like our personal feelings and opinions. So best Valentine date idea. <laughs> Listen, secluding Valentine's Day to just boyfriend and girlfriend relationships when it's supposed to be just be about love in general and then it's, it's just annoying because a lot of people are hating on it that like, oh if i see a couple i'm gonna do this do that it's like shut up like you're acting like if your parents don't love you like your siblings don't love you like there's still love just somewhere oh else find it yeah that's capitalism baby these ads we see mm-hmm. what the target yeah. audience is is towards you know couples so i mean you can't really blame society for thinking like oh it's just for couples but i think it's definitely important to understand like mm-hmm. there's you must love someone or something you know if, if you love your dog like, exactly spend valentine's day with your dog you know what i mean so it's like <laughs> I know we're not even answering the question, but but I mean, like, mm-hmm. there's love everywhere. I love love. I'm a whole cancer. <laughs> you know, my favorite color is pink. I, love I hate Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day though, but love it, love it, love it. I've never had a Valentine's Day in my life. I love Valentine's Day. Jesus is my Valentine every year, and I love I love it. You know, like, I put on like pink makeup, put like pink clips in my hair, oh, and, like every that. Valentine's Day I get so excited. Aww. Cause it's just so fun. People are all like mushy, gushy, and there's 
cupcakes and free candy ever. Y'all, y'all know I love me some free chocolate. <laughs> yeah. So, like, <laughs> you know, you know what makes me sad? All these people, they're like, my parents are my Valentine's, and I'm like, that's so <laughs> sweet. And I go to my parents, I'm like, are you giving me my Valentine this year? And they're like, no. I'm like, are you serious? No, like, are you serious? Like the amount of love that I bring to this household and you can't like mail me a card. And I know that's not the reason, but it's like, dang, like I would like to be appreciated. I even asked my sister who's 10 and she's like, no, you know, I'm like, are you serious? Sometimes that's just wow. a cultural thing. It kind of hurts. My parents, they don't express love. Yeah. Like at all. I mean, my parents do express love, but I feel yeah. like it's not really Jamaican culture to be like, I'm going to buy you Valentine's Day candy. I feel like it's definitely more like westernized ideas. So. Yeah. So, oh. Okay. We didn't even answer the um, date. <laughs> wow. A Valentine's Day date? I'm trying to see food. Yeah. Dinner. Literally. We love food. There, there needs to be food. There needs to be chocolate. <laughs> Um, if you're of age, I suppose it could be some sort of like wine, champagne, I guess, whatever. But like, you know, and honestly, I feel like everyone likes the big, showy, flashy, whatever. If it's a bucket of KFC chicken and some Pepsi and chocolate, I'll manage. You know what? I just thought of something like you should figure out Mm -hmm. like your partner's love language. Because that will make whatever you do matter. So, like, for me, I'm a, like, my love language that I like for myself is, like, like, words of affirmation. So, if I were to be in a relationship and, like, my boyfriend bought me a card with, like, a flower that just says how much he loves me, that's, like, the best Valentine's. But some people, like, their love language is, like, acts of service. So, say you were to just be like, oh, I cleaned off your car today. Or, like, I cleaned up the kitchen. Like, that could be like a valentine's day gift you know what i mean some people are like gift giving so if they like i I like that i do i like that for every other day of the year um you know like if you're gonna yeah cater to my love languages but on valentine's day i need something out of the out of the ordinary it doesn't (laughs) but that's you it just has to be like something (laughs) like i feel like just different but again yeah ghosting for a day or two like thoughts what are your thoughts on ghosting for a day or two i mean if they deserve it yeah if they were out of pocket yeah but i don't know i wouldn't say ghosting i would say like taking time to yourself ghosting is my favorite thing to do if you make me mad i'm not gonna address it i'm just not gonna oh my god (laughs) and if i'm ignoring you you better (laughs) that's me though like you better be like Blow me up, yeah. That is me. It's not like when I'm done being mad, I'm gonna be mad again <laughs> because you didn't blow up your phone. Yeah, thought I was ignoring you for free. I feel like for me, it's like I want to be wanted, <laughs> and if you're not giving me that, I'm gonna like I'm gonna make you miss go me. off grid <clears throat> for like two days. Yeah. No. Yeah. I do. <laughs> I know. I know that feels. I know that. This is why we're single. For a day or two. That's not helping. I mean, like, I know <laughs> some people might be, like, petty about it. And so, especially if, like, the guy did something. But <laughs> it's, kind of, it's, it's interesting. I feel like 
if he ghosted you, cut it off. If you're ghosting him, why are you ghosting mm. him? Number one. <laughs> why are you doing it? And maybe you should find a healthier way to deal with your emotions if you're upset at something he did. Because, you know, we were just saying, like, communication is key. Ghosting is not mm-hmm. communicating. So probably figure out another way to deal with it. That's true. So in the words of Amari, if he's ghosting you, <laughs> cut, him off. cut it off. <laughs> if you're ghosting him, cut it out. Yes. Hello. Either way, something needs to be said. How serious Next do you one. think millennials slash Gen Z are about marriage, and how serious are you? Goodness gracious, don't even get me started. I, I feel like, like we've been saying, it depends on the person. I mean, I feel like now it's definitely like a lot of people are like, why should I get married? Like, if I love this person, like a certificate isn't, you know, going to show this, if that makes sense. But for me, I want to get married. I want a big wedding. I want my dad to walk me down the aisle. I want a gorgeous cake. But you see everything. Everyone's different. Like, I'm a romantic. I love romance. So that's yeah. like me. That's my vision. Personally, that's like my I feel like people that kind of say, if I love this person, I don't need this paper or something. I feel like that's kind of an excuse just not to fully commit. I don't know why, but I feel like having a wife, having a husband, like that's, that's your wife, that's your husband. And if you're just in a relationship and you're just saying, oh, I love this person, that's all you're claiming. Like, that's all you're holding on to. Like, I just love this person. I don't know. It's like, I feel like just getting married is a reassurance kind of thing. Yeah. But you're mm. not supposed to. But you to. can get divorced. And that's that's another thing where it's like, are we using the word love correctly? Are we identifying this as what it is? Because I feel like you shouldn't be getting married until you know the person completely. Like, you should know what they're like when they're mad, when they're sad, when they're having financial problems. Like, you should know all of their areas because if you learn something, about them and you're already married and you don't like it now you're gonna get divorced like and if this one thing changes everything did you love them like i don't know i just feel like i disagree i'm not gonna lie sorry to cut you off but i disagree because people can change like i loved you at one point and at some point throughout our relationship something happened you've become a whole different person and i didn't even start to notice so first comes to show and, you know, divorce is the answer. I'm divorcing you. I'm sorry. I'm not waiting a heartbeat. I'm not about to think about it. I don't care if it's it's if it's not in my religion or if it's not something I should be doing. I'm going to do it. My mother did it. Why shouldn't I do it? Look where she ended up now. She's better. She's a better person now than she was with that other person. So for me, whether they knew they knew each other for 16 years, 14 years, 10 years no people can change like if like in a heartbeat you you won't even notice like mm-hmm. he's starting to do things he's never done like the five years we were together where where did, where is all this behavior coming from it could be you know social media could be influencing it could be environmental it could be mental it could be physical it, it could be anything anything can affect your relationship it depends on how the two of you go about it how you guys decide to work it out so if one person is willing to adapt to that change or 
to use that chain to their advantage or their disadvantage and the other person isn't, then we're not on the same page. And if we're not on the same page, it's going to bring all these other issues, arguments, fights. It's it's just, you're just going to be a toxic relationship or marriage. So the answer would be to leave, to better yourself or to better the other person. Just leave, let them go, or they should just ask, ask them to let you go. And then you go about your day. That's just my opinion. I'm just going to put that out there. And that's why I said you shouldn't get married until you really know the person. Like, I, when I'm saying that, I don't mean you're together for five years or so. You think you know the person, but I feel like five years isn't enough to just get married to someone. You need to know that person. And that's what I was saying. You need to see them in all areas. Yes, people change over time because things happen. So, yeah, I'm not going to get married to someone after five years. Because then I'm putting myself in a position where I have to get divorced. Five years is a good but I mean, mm-hmm. like time to get to know one person. Five years? Five years is a long time. I'm just saying. Like, I'm not trying to say, like, like you, you don't do five years. That's okay. Like, you can do five years, six years. But for me, personally, five years is a good amount of time. And the person was to know that they want to spend the rest of their life with me. And they were to, you know, ask me to be their significant other forever. My answer is going to be yes. I've seen all sides of that person I've been with for five years. So, I mean, I know people that I've, I've talked to people for multiple years and I feel like I still don't know them. So I'm not going to put my I mean, no, like, yeah, you can know someone for a very long time and still act like you don't know that person. But I'm just saying, like, in general, five years is a good amount of time. You, you, You get what I'm saying? Like, you can accomplish a lot in five years. I'm just using the time. I'm not saying, like, yeah, like, get married within five years. No, no, no. Because, shoot, for me, we can even wait six years. I don't rewind. I'm not going to rush you, and you don't plan on rushing me, so we can go 10 years without ever proposing, ever marrying. I'm cool with whatever. But I'm just saying, like, five years is a long time to get to know someone. But, like I said, that's just my opinion. I don't know how, you know, you guys feel, but. I agree with what you just said. Like, every word that came out your mouth, I completely agree with what you just said. Me? Yes. Like, oh. all of it. Because, I don't know, I feel like, honestly, I see the sanctity in marriage, don't get me wrong, but I also see the sanctity of picking yourself. So, if you, it don't matter if you're 30 years into that, if mm-hmm. your significant other is not amounting up to, not even not amounting up to who they were, everybody's going to change. So, like, regardless if y'all married, y'all been friends since y'all were little, like thirty years, the the your partner is gonna change, and if they're not changing, say y'all down the line, I highly agree that divorce is always an option. Like don't get me wrong, this is also coming from somebody that was born and raised Roman Catholic and is now Catholic Christian. So marriage is never given as the answer, but to me, as a progressive individual, I feel like marriage is never. I mean, d- divorce is never a downfall. That's never gonna. It's never gonna kill you. It's not gonna hurt you. It could. Not, it could never hurt you, but from the standpoint that we're coming from, it can only benefit you. If that person is not the person you're supposed to be with, then there's nothing better that you can do for yourself but separate. Mm-hmm. I think I mentioned this before, but I don't know if anyone's seen um, Tyler Perry's like last play as Medea. Um, but like at the end of the 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 play, Medea was like giving advice or whatever to people. And um, said that the problem with the youth today is that when they 
they marry someone, they marry just one person. But, like, you're supposed to marry that person for every... Mm -hmm. They're going to become a new person every five to seven years. Mm -hmm. And you need to be prepared to be married to that new person and all those new people that they're going to become. Yes, that's very true. So someone said, um, what kind of effort should you put in when you're freshly meeting someone you want to continue to see? I guess the quote for today is, the energy they give you, you give back. I think that's, I feel like that's so, kind of the simplistic I feel like answer. Easier said than done. Like, I'll try to do that, but I put in optimal effort, and then I end up being the one that's left alone, if that makes sense. Because I feel like mm-hmm. sugarcoating on mm-hmm. effort, I don't know, like, that's always smart. I feel like you should put in whatever energy they bring to the table is what you should bring to the table as well. But, like, the type of heart that I have, I feel like I want to, if I want to be with you, I'm going to show you that I want to be with you. I feel like it's a give and take, you know? Like, if you, like, for me, too, I feel like if I want to be with you, I will be with you, and I'll express that. But once I see that you're not giving me that, like, I'm going to, like, shy away from wanting to be with you. Which is sad, because, like, this could be a great person, great conversation, and you know you tell them this and it's like uh, okay blah 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 mm-hmm. and it's like damn like I just put myself out there you know to look stupid I agree with you um, like, I'm the kind of person who I'm always gonna put in 100% so like if you are just starting to talk to me and you want to keep talking to me like you're gonna have to put in 100% like you're gonna have to match my energy because if you're not then I feel like I feel dumb um Personally, mm-hmm. I understand that completely. But with like experiences, I feel like now the guy's gonna have to give more energy to me than I'm gonna give because I don't know. But I feel like most mm-hmm. relationships that last, the guy is more in love with the female than the female is in love with the guy. And I don't know. I just feel like. Women in general, they just love really hard. And, of course, it's easier to say than to do. But it's we just love a lot harder than... I feel like we love a lot harder than guys. And we express that a lot more, too. So, it's kind of like putting your eggs in a basket. Like, I'll put one egg in your basket, and you're going to have to put at least three in mine before I do anything or anything. Like, I just can't. <laughs> Okay, so another question that we got was virtual date options, like COVID-friendly virtual dates. What do y'all think? Um, um, I feel like the only real option is like Netflix parties, to be honest. Like, what can you really do that's virtual on a date? I don't know. <laughs> because like you're not near the person, I feel like it kind of like takes away from it actually being a date like i think the virtual stuff is kind of like when you're already in a relationship yeah Yeah. it's like long distance or something yeah most definitely and everyone looks like terrible on zoom (laughs) yeah it's even like not even just zoom like facetime like you don't look your best i don't think i ever look my best on facetime like you have to try all right, I have another question. No one submitted this, but I'm kind of interested. What do you guys think about dating apps like Tinder, Bumble, Uh-oh. Hinge, all the others? Uh, I think it depends on the person, but me, 
specifically. I don't really care for them much, and I don't really think they work either. I feel like you can like swipe, but then people rarely make the like initiative to actually message the person you know what i mean like mm-hmm. and i feel like a lot of people that use it nowadays just use it to get like you know a quickie like nothing serious yeah i mean i feel like i don't know i feel like the only date the only dating sites that i really see people like getting in like a complete relationship and it's like blackpeoplemeet.com or like <laughs> christian mingle or something like that yeah. like if it's like blk or tinder like i i genuinely feel like it's for like it's like hookup culture. Like, it's not really to date anyone. Yeah. What's BLK? Girl, that's. <laughs> it's like black people meet but Tinder. Yeah. Like, literally, only people that are on there are black people. Oh, is it free? Yeah, it's free. Good. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. I didn't. You know how long I've been. I, I'm on Tinder, and if they're white, I just like swipe. Oh like, my God. No. Really? I spent hours like trying to find the black guys and there's none. I never heard of that app. Yeah, all my friends have it and then I think my sister has it. Some of your cousins have it. So Taya, get hit, bro. Like I don't I don't use that stuff because I just feel like everyone's a serial killer. So Yo, facts. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting it immediately. Girl, bye. Cause even even meeting people in person is still sketchy to me because I feel like I don't know, I just feel like everyone's a serial killer. Yeah. that's true i i got set up by tinderoni it was really funny um it's funny in retrospect the day of i was really mad so i was supposed to go to boston anyway and like my yeah. friend like i told her and she was like i'm coming <laughs> she was like you're not this man by yourself yeah. and like mind you for me to get to boston it's not a long trip but it's like i a bus and two trains okay oh. if i'm taking a bus Trains. That's so yeah, rude. Like out of your way. Like, you? What? Well, yeah, nah, it's not that bad because I used to do it for work. Mm. And like, mind you, he lived in Dorchester. For people who don't know the Boston area, that's like not far. So like, I was coming from further out, and he just like didn't show up. And, he just and then what'd you do? You blocked it, correct? Because that's the only just like way of it. I didn't block him. I just like, what? He kept like calling me. No, that's exactly why you need to block. Well, them. blocking him felt me. That way, they don't even so get the access just... to call you. He stood you up in Boston. He lives in Dorchester. Oh like, girl, beast that didn't feel mean. What is wrong with you? She really said I felt mean. I would have forced so it. Sad. Girl, was he? Was you? No. Oh my. I'm gonna hang up. Like this is a podcast, and I'm gonna hang up. This is insane. She said no. Oh my god! Well, at least you didn't oh. meet him. <laughs> I would have been trash. Then you would have to explain why, you, if you date, end up dating him, why he was ugly and you were dating him. So, all right, y'all, to explain what's going on, um, we had some like technical issues and we lost Yana for a bit. So we're gonna just go back and talk about some of the questions. So we talked about this question. I feel like Amori was the only one who had like a level-headed, like normal person <laughs> response to this. <laughs> the rest of us were just. Um, so the question was like ghosting someone for a day or two. Like, what's your op? What's your opinion on that? Ghosting is what you mean for a day or two. Are you together? Are you not together? Like, if you're dating somebody and they don't talk to you for two days, I am now single. Like, there's no other question. Exactly. If we're talking for more than like more than three months, 
and you ghost me for two days, we're not talking anymore. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's so easy, especially because like we're the generation of technology. It's so easy to sit up and be like, oh, I'm busy right now. Mm-hmm. Or I don't really I don't really feel up to communicating today. Or like, bro, I'm not really the type to talk to somebody every single day. Like you can make that known and then somebody can decide if they want to message you after that point. But to go somebody is childish. I feel like it's childish. Mm-hmm. Agreed. But have I done it? Yes. <laughs> but agreed. Oh no. I feel like if I date someone, I just don't want to text them. Like, I feel like I want to put that rule in place because I'm, I'm like clingy, right? So like, I don't want them to know that. But like, if we, if we text, he's going to know, right? <laughs> but if, if I make a rule that we never text, <laughs> then he's not going to know. So how would you guys communicate? How, like, we'll figure that out when we oh, get there. Like, I'm, I'm thinking like, you know, when we see each other in person, you know, phone call here and there. <laughs> Excuse my language, but that has to be crazy people shit. What do you mean that you a person? If you're clingy, you're clingy. You're gonna be clingy regardless. It don't matter if you show it through text message. That's you. That's you. Mm-hmm. Because me, I'm clingy, and I tell people that straight off that like, you're gonna get annoyed because I don't send them like one text message at a time. You don't. You don't answer. I'm. Like, we're not talking no more. So at this point, you might as well just answer. Like, I, I let it be known because at the end of the day, it's like, it's going to come out. Yeah. Like, I'm weird. And I'm weird in front of my family. But when I'm talking to somebody, I wait until, like, I'm real comfortable with you to get weird. Mm-hmm. And then people are like, I don't know where this side of you came from. So I realized <laughs> that, like, you know what? If I'm weird, I'm weird. There's really nothing I can do about it. Yeah. See, I can hide it to an extent. Because I feel like there's a certain, like, you know, everybody knows there's a certain type of weird that you're okay with. Mm-hmm. Do you think experience in relationships would help you ex- achieve a perfect or extremely healthy, healthy relationship? Experiencing other healthy relationships will help you have a healthy relationship. But if all your experiences are toxic, then you're just, you're not really going to bring anything to the table necessarily. The issues where sometimes experience, like you said, Yana, it can be good. Yeah. If it's, like, good experience, but if it's bad, there's, like, trauma. Yeah, I feel like the only thing that really brings a healthy relationship is if you're dealing with, if you've closed out those other chapters in your life for for post-relationships. And you've also dealt with what has happened in that chapter of your life. But if you just jump in from relationship to relationship, it doesn't matter what experience you were dealt with. You're not really, like, taking the time to separate yourself from what you went through. I feel that. All right, this question is from the same person who asked um, about white men being racially sensitive in interracial relationships. Um, This question is, how do you open a respectful dialogue about race and its role in an interracial relationship? In an interracial relationship. Yep. Like, basically, how, as a white person, like, how do you open a respectful dialogue about race and its role in an interracial relationship? already dating a black person so at this point i feel like you just need to say it like hey can we have this conversation about this this and this because at this point y'all already went farther than our ancestors could so you might as well just deal with what's on the table i guess you know what i mean i've never dated anyone outside of my race so i don't feel like i can answer this correctly but if i was gonna if i was if i'm black right and i'm dating i don't know a white man or anybody else outside of my race and it comes to a conversation about race and race dialogue and all that other stuff. 
I would want the person to straight up just ask. I want you to straight up be like, all right, I want to have a conversation about all the police police brutality incidents that are happening right now. Or I want to have a conversation about how <laughs> nobody else in your family somebody outside of their race. And how does that make you feel? Like, I would just want open dialogue. I like that. I also think yeah. um, sometimes people can make it weird and, like, make it feel like you have to talk about that kind of stuff immediately. I feel like kind of, like, if something happens and it kind of reflects that, then you can try to bring it up. But you don't necessarily have to just, like, talk about it out of nowhere. Like, I don't know. I feel like some people are just, like, a little too, like, I don't know, weird about it. I agree more. I feel like if we're getting married, though, yeah, I need to know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like it's time or place. If it's, like... We just dating. I don't really know you like that. Then no. But if this is heading towards a relationship, we I feel like even before the marriage stage, like if this is heading towards a serious relationship, we need to have like a serious conversation about how your family feel about black people, how my family feel. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we got to get down to it because I'm not about to be at your house uncomfortable because your mom don't like black people going through her kitchen. Like mm. facts. So I feel like um, this kind of leads me to think about um, what are some red flags for y'all for like for a relationship, either for your own or for like a friend's that you see and you're like, sis, you're in a bad position right now. I feel like definitely if we talk about your significant other and you have to play Captain save all, like you need to sit there and reason with everything that that significant other does. Like, if they do something that seems toxic or seems disgenuine or seems like it's going to hurt you, and you're telling me the story, but every single time I explain to you why this looks this way, you have to now defend your partner, I feel like that is a red flag. Like, straight off the bat, you need to defend them even when they are doing bad. Like, that's a red flag to me. For myself, like, a red flag is definitely, if you don't, if you can't, okay, I don't know, this is sound real, like, going back into past situations from from myself, but I don't put my business out there. I feel like if you can't acknowledge me in public the same way you acknowledge me when it's just us talking, then yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Red flag. Yeah. A red flag for me is basically if we're having a problem and then the next day the whole world knows about it. Like, yes. That's not their business, it's ours. Yes. Keep your big mouth shut. Why are you telling everybody? Why does Facebook know that- what's going on? And that's in, like, all relationships. Like, not even just, like, a boyfriend-girlfriend. Yes. Like, that's just in general. There should be, and that's, especially in friendships, too. Like, let's mm-hmm. say we all have mutual friends. Like, let's say it's me, you, and Tara, right? And mm-hmm. I, me and Tara have beef. Tara goes to you. If me and you don't directly have that beef, there should be no reason why the secondary exactly. friend is sitting there like, yes. hey, I feel like what you did is this, this, and that. Like, no, we yeah. are wrong. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you're in a relationship with somebody and you can't even have a conversation about something, like, that's the issue. Yeah. Like, that should be... Like, if the fact that you have to keep bringing in these outside mm-hmm. people, like, that's concerning. Very much. Another red flag is if um, you get, like, a, if my partner or just, like, friendship-wise, they get offended by me expressing how I feel or, like, I don't know how to, like, explain it properly, but... If I'm telling you, like, how I felt by something that you did and then you get mad at me, like, what? I don't know if that makes sense, but. 
No, I feel that. I feel like that's kind of like maybe like a form of gaslighting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, what I also think is, I definitely feel like that's a big one. And I also feel like what is also a red flag is, um, if you can't have a conversation with your partner without a difference of opinion, bringing up a larger argument. Like, you can feel one way about a topic. I can feel one way about a topic. But if that leads us to now want to consider being together or not, I feel like that's very toxic. Yeah. I've seen on Twitter, like, women proposing to men. And, like, someone was like, I would rather mop the ocean than oh do this. And I, and I felt that. So <laughs> how do y'all feel about that? That kind of I plays saw into that. this. I I would rather count all this grains of sand on the beach than propose to somebody's son. (laughs) I'd rather eat a jean jacket with a fork than propose to somebody's son. I would rather one by one paint all the leaves yellow, orange, and red in the fall (laughs) than propose to somebody's son. Society has painted us as we need to be pursued. Because in all honesty, who cares if I really bend down on my knee? You know what I mean? Like, we've already talked mm-hmm. about the marriage thing. It doesn't matter who says it. We already agreed to be married, so why does it matter if I've been down? But me, it's a cold day in hell before I propose to somebody's son. And I feel like that will haunt me, like, for the rest of the marriage. I'm like, and you didn't even want me. You just said yes because I asked. Exactly. The whole time, I'm just going to be sitting there like, so you about to say, oh, I do up here, but you didn't want to get on your knee in the mall, right? Okay, I get it. <laughs> I'm going to bring it up for every fight. Literally. <laughs> my baby's going to be born. It's going to be laying on my naked chest. I'm going to sit there and be like, your dad didn't propose. I did. Remember that. <laughs> every fight. I'm be like, and remember who put that ring on your finger? <laughs> Single argument. You better go out the trash before I take that ring back. Oh. <laughs> okay, I have advice. So my only form of advice is don't let, don't let nobody's skin tone shy you away from being in a relationship with them. And don't let other people shy you away from the people that you want to be in a relationship with because at the end of the day it's nobody's business but your own who you're with unless that situation is detrimental and unhealthy to who you are as a person i guess my advice would just be you know you don't don't feel like you have to go out looking for love you know sometimes it just comes to you don't stress about it i like that that's some good advice (laughs) that was good both of those good advice am i supposed to give good advice i don't really think i have any (laughs) You gotta uh, redeem yourself from that tenderoni, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think my advice would be that you're not gonna find love on the internet. I'm just <laughs> <Yikes>. <laughs> Yo. Um, I think just never compromise your morals, mm-hmm. your values, or yourself mm-hmm. for somebody. Amen. Amen. There's a lot of compromise in relationships, but I don't think any of that should ever be at your expense or at your soul's expense. Thank you for listening. Thank you to our guests. So happy to have you. Thank you you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Hopefully, I'll come back. And don't forget, everybody, we have the Valentine's Day event this Friday, 6 p.m. on Teams. We're doing all sorts of shenanigans. So make sure y'all check us out on Instagram at MCLABSU. The link to everything is in our, in our bio. The link to sign up for our events, the link to our website to see the cool prizes from Black-owned businesses that we're going to be raffling off. So make sure y'all check us out. Mm-hmm.